0: we are back at it welcome back to another edition of the pistols firing podcast bedlam week it's here i don't know how excited we are i am carson cunningham joined as always by kyle porter we were just talking before we hit record kyle you're feeling a little apathetic this week i'm feeling a little apathetic this week but i think most ou or osu fans are too i don't think it's just us
1: yeah it's it's a low e week no energy, no, no vivaciousness. I'm drinking my Hoboken coffee to get excited about we're taping. We're, we're recording this on Thursday afternoon. It's, it's weird, isn't it? Because we we're just talking about how like, <clears throat> even so obviously, uh, even in, you go back to 10, so 2010 is to go to the big 12 title game, 2011 is for the big 12 title, 12 is mediocre, 13 is for a big 12 title. 14 just bizarre. I mean, I, I watched the Gundy press conference leading into that game. That was weird and crazy. Uh, and then 15, 16, and 17 are all super high stakes for the Big 12 title. And then I, I think you could make the argument that this is kind of with the move to mid-November especially, this is kind of the, I don't know, I guess lowest stakes, least uh, – f- kind of frenetic lead up to a Bedlam game in like a decade, which is just, I don't know. And it feels like that too, right? I mean, that's kind of the vibe that I've gotten all week from uh, other media members, from fans, from everybody. It's just, I don't know. It's kind of got a weird vibe going in.
0: Yeah. And for me, it kind of underscores how important it is having Bedlam the last game of the year for me, because even if OSU, you know, was still, not bowl eligible. They could be playing for that. They could be playing just to, you know, get a winning and sell you the last game of the year. I don't know. For some reason, the, the finality of it all being the last game, I, I kind of always enjoyed that to where like the game you look forward to most is last. And I think it'll be a uh, refreshing to go back to that next year. I guess they play bedlam the last game of the season. Now I used to argue that that was like the worst scenario for Mike Gundy going into the game. Just the, like the fact that it's the last game of the year and, he just, I, th- I think it almost would have helped him having another game after it to where it's just yeah. not all his eggs are in one basket as well. But for me, as a, as a person who's loved watching Bedlam for years, I, I kind of like having it the last game.
1: Yeah, I do think what you just mentioned can maybe work to his advantage a little bit in terms of not only is it not the last game, but also it's not, it's not high stakes. And that's when we've actually seen Oklahoma State perform well in Bedlam. You know, we talked about that on on Monday a little bit of like some of their best performances. You think about even like uh, I went back and watched uh, 06 when they almost beat a Paul Thompson team that went 10 and 2 in the regular season. Which, by the way, footage from 2006 looks like it's from like 1976. (laughs) I know. How did we watch? is not kind. How did we watch college football 15 years ago?
0: Pre-HD, was that pre-HD? No, we had yeah. HD TVs back then. I mean, it was... It's I don't not, know.
1: It's not good. Well, the, the um, lo- those are
0: the, those are two games, really two games, that are really lost in our memories, 06 and 07. Mm-hmm. Two straight years, Zach Robinson gets stopped on the goal line Yeah. to really fa- effectively lose the game. I mean, well, I know they oh, had oh, another chance in 06,
1: but... 06 was the... Um... So that so the last play was essentially Zach trying to find DeWan in the back of the end zone, and he got tipped. And if they complete that, that's a game winner. If you kick the extra point, you win because they lost twenty-seven twenty-one. I don't. What was oh seven? That was in Norman. I don't. I don't remember in Norman. That.
0: They had a play on the goal line, um, and Zach Robinson got stopped on I think fourth down. You don't like remember oh six, do you? I mean oh six before that pass. Robinson is going into the end zone and fumbles yeah. and yeah. OU recovers I, and they they, I, they might win the game going away at that point.
1: I do remember that. I went back I and looked know. at the at the box score, Carson, from that game. So how about 5-6? this? Yeah, in you know, 06. Bobby Reed eight for twelve and he gets pulled. Or did he get <laughs> or did he or did he get hurt? He
0: might have gotten hurt.
1: Yeah, maybe he did. This is this is old man radio. This is a preview of what's coming out from our. Do you guest have the box letter. score? Do you have the box score up? <laughs> I had it earlier. I think to... I, I think I closed it. Um, but Bobby Reed was was essentially playing statistically not that bad, and it kind of reminded me of like what our argument has been this year of like it's not necessarily just about stats, which I know is really rich coming from me because I point to stats a lot, but. You know, Zach was the guy that that they felt like gave them the best chance to to win that game and to just compete at the level that OU was competing at. Which, by the way, how did OU go ten and two with Paul Thompson at quarterback?
0: Bob Stoops.
1: That's a. I, that's I have a, no idea. That's a miracle.
0: Yeah, it was Big Twelve was a little down. That helped, but no. I mean, give Bob Stoops credit. I mean. They had already converted Paul Thompson to wide receiver at that point. They had to move him back whenever Rhett Beaumont got kicked out of school.
1: Yeah. but uh, yeah. I looked
0: up the 2007 game, Kyle. Uh, there's a reason we forgot it. The final score was I, – I remember Zach getting stopped on the goal line. <laughs> they lost 49-17 to after that. Yeah, so. I was
1: thinking it was a blowout, but I didn't – I wasn't positive, and I didn't want to go against uh... –
0: this is your, back when uh, like, when games were close at all, like at any stage of the game. You're like, oh, the She might have a chance here. That's back, that's back in 07 for you. So
1: Bobby Reed was 8 for 12 in Bedlam 06 for 82 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Zach Robinson was 8 for 17 for 149 yards. And your boy, Seth Newton, 1 for 1 for 12 yards. Yeah. He had the, he had the highest quarterback rating of anybody in that game. <laughs>
0: He was like a a relief a relief
1: pitcher, man. He'd come in and throw some heat. That's great. Uh, the highest um, the highest rusher that game, Alan Patrick had twenty three for one sixty three and a touchdown. And yeah, that was
0: not a good OU team. That was that was probably the weakest of all their Big Twelve champions that they've had. The three highest
1: receivers uh, were DeWan, Darius Bowman, Brandon Pettigrew that 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 it was OSU some team names from the past. Yeah, that OSU team was kind of like sneaky loaded. That that kind of led into like the really loaded uh, offensive teams of the late uh, 2000s for OSU.
0: Okay, I'm reading a Tulsa World story. It just says Bobby Reed gave way to to, to Zach Robinson after starting 8 of 12. What that, what does that mean? He gave way. Did he, did he <laughs> I, get benched? Did he say you take the ball, I'm tired of playing? I think he got benched. Oh I th- I th- he left the game after what appeared to be a slight shoulder injury on an option run. Robinson yeah. came in and got and got rolling or whatever. So he got yeah. hurt.
1: It just it felt like maybe, a li-
0: maybe Gundy maybe Gundy told him his shoulder was hurt.
1: Yeah, exactly. It felt like a little bit of an excuse to to roll Zach out there. Which by the way, I was thinking about this, not to belabor the quarterback thing, we've like uh beaten that horse. I think that horse is buried on Yursich Mountain or Yursuch Hill, what did you call it? Yelich Hill? <laughs> Yell Yell the <laughs> There's going to be like five people that understand that, that joke, that reference. But, um, week, yeah. I was thinking about, uh, how Gandhi said last December, we're not scared to play a freshman. Do you remember that? No, They're not, we're not afraid to start a freshman at quarterback. Hmm. Apparently, they, apparently they are.
0: Well, it's it's interesting talking about these old games. Just he was just dying to play Zach, even though Bobby Reed was <laughs> far more experienced than, than Cornelius. Um, it's it's just weird to me. The whole he has had a, a quick trigger finger with quarterbacks before. I mean, you go back to the the game I brought up in in '05, a ranked Tech team, a top fifteen Tech team. He he benches Reed for Alpena. I mean, it's just it's bizarre and. How many how many years Kyle has a as a quarterback taken every single snap, for the most part? I, I guess Wood T played in like what second game of the year.
1: Yeah, first. I mean,
0: I mean how, how how many times is your backup quarterback not played? I guess is the better way to
1: put it. That's just it's wild. Yeah. Um. Okay. Two questions real quick before we uh have our annual uh calling calling of our dads. But uh, one, how concerned should Oklahoma State fans be about what Kyler Murray is going to do on Saturday?
0: Oh, very. I mean, Kyler Murray lights everybody up, but it is interesting. He's turned the ball over uh, twice against Texas and now twice against Texas Tech. It's not something he does very often, but he certainly opened the door with some some costly turnovers, and then he he proceeded to just light them up. But uh, no, I mean, Kyler Murray lights everybody up, and OSU has the worst defense in the Big 12, and they haven't played Oklahoma or West Virginia yet, so that should scare everybody. But for me, Kyle, it's even more simpler than that. Like, how concerned should OSU fans be that is just going to run the ball down their throat? I mean, they've run for 320 yards in three straight games. I mean, they're just rolling right now with the running game. So I don't even think Kyler Murray has to even really connect on too many deep
1: throws. They can just run the ball right at him. Yeah. I just... Yeah. He's... Really good, and I think people I, – I don't know if enough has been made about how good OU's offense is this year. I mean, I I, I need to go back and, and run the numbers, but I think since points per drive has been kept, which is like 07, I think they're the most efficient offense in, in Big 12 history, which is which is insane. This, I mean, they're averaging like 4.1 points per drive. That's like a – I think Florida State is the all-time leader, that Jameis team that you your beloved Seminoles in uh, – what was that, 13 – 13. I think they're the all time leader at like 4.1 or 4.2 or something like that. And that's kind of where OU is hovering right now. They've been insanely efficient on offense. And I, and I don't feel like, I don't feel like they're getting the recognition that they maybe deserve on that side of the ball.
0: They're really not. And think, and think about this too. This is how good they are on offense, Kyle. They, they are bottom five in the country in plays per game. They are like scoring too fast. Yeah. (laughs) They score in like a very few amount of plays. They're so good. That's how wide open people get with Lincoln Riley. I mean, um, do you want to do our what ifs before we have our dads on or do you want to incorporate them with them?
1: Yeah. Well, I've got it pulled up. So I wrote about this on, uh, what day it's on Thursday. I wrote about kind of the, the, some of the best, what ifs of of uh, bedlam's. I I did recent history because I, I didn't want to get out of my world and go back to like the seventies and eighties because I don't. That's not like I don't know that stuff. So I did recent bedlam what ifs, and I'm curious about which one on the list stood out to you, or maybe which one I forgot about that that you would like to bring up.
0: Well, I have one, two, three. I have four what ifs from the year 2013 alone. <laughs> <laughs> should, I just, should I just bring up all those?
1: Yeah, get just rapid fire. Uh, one of those me.
0: was on your one of those was on your list. And I went back and watched the play. The Desmond Rollin touchdown the very first play of the game. He runs for seventy four yards. That would have put him up seven nothing. Places just going nuts. They call yep. holding on Charlie Moore. Mm. And I I wanted to believe there wasn't a hold, but I went back and watched the YouTube clip. Like Charlie Moore held Zach Sanchez Def- pretty good, so it definitely, was definitely definitely a hold. And um, he did, but he didn't he didn't need to though. Was the maddening part of it? He didn't know did, that in the moment.
1: Did did he not? It it seemed like, who knows? But it seemed like Sanchez could have like dove out and maybe tripped rolling up a little bit. I I don't know.
0: He Sanchez sold it pretty well, but it yeah. was, I I didn't have too much of an issue with it going back and watching it. And yeah. and you want to talk about being in a dark place? Going back to the twenty thirteen Bedlam game It's not a place <laughs> I like to go back to. Uh, another one from that game, which was not on your list, Trevor Knight doesn't get hurt. Yeah. That's we don't. We one. don't have the Kendall Thompson come in, throw one interception, and then we don't have Blake Bell turning into Dan Marino in the last minute and a half. Uh, another one from that game, block in the back on the Jalen Saunders punt return. It might be the mm. worst, most egregious block in the OSU's guy who's in position to make the tackle gets hit so hard he flies five yards, <laughs> and they don't call the block in the back. It's one. Of, if you go back and watch it, it's one of the most egregious misses of a block in the back you'll ever see. And of course. That tied the game. And then we all know about the Justin Gilbert. Did he intercept it? Was he already on the ground before the ball got knocked loose? I'm not here to argue any of that. I said this in the moment I was down on the field when it happened. Mike Gundy has to run to midfield, take off his hoodie, and lay at midfield and, and say, <laughs> I call timeout. I call timeout. We're reviewing this. And after the game, Gundy said he didn't, he didn't bother to review it because he knew it was, it was incomplete. No! You lay on the field, you, you stop the game in any manner you can, you, you had timeouts to burn, you call time. What if Mike Gundy calls timeout and they review it? We'll never know. Yeah. Those are all the, mine from twenty sixteen.
1: The play that swung a Big 12 title. I was thinking about that play when I was in, in Waco last weekend and I saw their 13 and 14 Big 12 champs. That would have been Oklahoma State. Uh, that, if that play goes differently, Oklahoma State's the two. I think people forget that maybe. Like That, that game was to win the Big 12 title. If if Justin Gilbert yeah. ca- catches that ball, Oklahoma State wins two Big Twelve titles in three years, and maybe maybe the heat of bedlam is not as intense on Gundy uh, because he's he's won multiple Big Twelve titles. He's beaten OU three times. Ta- you know, not that his record would be by any means good, but that play was. It was so big. It swung so many different things, and I don't know that anybody knew that in the moment. And what was interesting was, um, I, I can't remember what the scenario was, but Texas was still in the mix to win the Big Twelve title that year until the final. Until the, I think Baylor beat them uh, that night. Later that night, they played, and I think and Baylor beat them to win the big 12 championship or Baylor beat somebody else. A couple of things had to happen, but Texas could have won the big 12 title that year, which was crazy.
0: And just think about where OU was in that time. You know, Bob Stoops was seat was getting a little warm in Norman. They win that game. They make the sugar bowl because of it. And then they go on and beat Alabama. They get rolling. They, they, they sign Joe Mixon because they got hot late in the seat. Does Joe Mixon sign there. If they lose that game, I don't know. And that's a whole other deal. But like it really rejuvenated. That, that win single-handedly rejuvenated Oklahoma, too. It looked like things were shifting yeah. slightly. Now, I'm not saying OU's going away. Obviously, look what Lincoln Rowley's doing. But in the moment, OU was on some, some thin ice there as far as where they were heading as a program.
1: So going into so that's that That's why
0: 2013, 2013 to me will always be the, the most haunting of them all.
1: Going into that day, that was, a Oklahoma- bad, that was
0: a bad. That was a bad OU team too. Sorry, sorry I keep interrupting. I keep thinking about it. that. Was a, that was one of the worst teams under Bob Stoops.
1: Yeah, they weren't good. Um, going into that day, Oklahoma State, Texas, and Baylor were all seven and one, and OU is six and two. And so Oklahoma State loses. So OU and Oklahoma State are both seven and two. And then Baylor and Texas, uh, both seven and one, play each other that night. The winner wins the Big 12 title. Texas could have won the Big 12 title in 2013. Was and that Mac Brown? I think he uh, that was. Mac Brown. That was
0: Mac Brown's last year. He could have won the yeah. Big 12 his last year.
1: How crazy <laughs> is that? And then Baylor, so Baylor beats them 30 to 10 to win their first of two straight Big 12 titles. Is that right? They yeah. won it in 13, 13 and 14? Yeah, that's right. And then they could have won it in 15, but they lost in that crazy like rainstorm game at TCU over Thanksgiving.
0: Oh yeah. That was wild. I got, I got two more what ifs real quick. Okay. These won't, these won't take very long. Uh, your favorite Bedlam game of all time, the 2004 game in Stillwater. Mm,
1: That was a good
0: one. I actually was pulling up video for this to, for, uh, our archives for like, we do our number countdown. I was pulling up some Mark Clayton video. I remembered he had a punt return touchdown in this game. Maybe a worse block in the back than the Jalen Saunders one on his punt return for a touchdown in that '04 4 game. It was so bad, Kyle, you can't, you can't hear the announcers over the boos <laughs> during, the, during the game broadcast. So that, that's, that's one that's kind of lost in the shuffle. Do you remember that play at all?
1: I don't, no. I remember that game. I remember the, was it Jason Ricks that had the field goal at the end that came up short? Right. And uh, your,
0: your list is the better ones. I'm trying to go like diamonds in the rough here.
1: Yeah, no, I, I love the diamonds in the rough because, um, yeah, I just feel like those are some of the more interesting ones. I like yeah, that. Yeah, your
0: list, your list is excellent. And this is one I hadn't thought about until this week. You know, 2001, they OSU beats OU. 2002, they beat them. So two years in a row, and they come to Norman, and they interview Les Miles on the field. And he does the, there's times to be cautious, but let her rip. And he kind of <laughs> walks off. What if OSU beats of course they got totally destroyed so it's a very it's a, it's a huge what if. But if OSU beats them for the third straight year after Les yells Letter Rip on national TV, doesn't Letter Rip become like a battle cry for OSU for the rest of eternity? Like don't they make shirts isn't your blog named letterripblog.com? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's a diamond in the rough or a turd in the rough, but I'm going with it. Why don't we make shirts? Let her rip. Why not? (laughs) I mean, maybe because it it reminds you that they got beat like 50 to nothing in that game. Maybe that's why you wouldn't. But we need need I thought uh, I thought
1: about that. We just need a silhouette of less with this hat like on on top of his (laughs) head.
0: And have you seen that clip? The look he gives Lin Swan as he's walking away. (laughs) It's like all the fig jam. I tweeted the gif of this. You need to go go look at my, my gif of it. It's it's a, it's amazing.
1: I do need to look at that. I've been trying to, to not be on Twitter, but I will uh I'll go look at that as, oh, here it is. <laughs> 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 he was insane. He like he like talked out of the side of his face, if that's even yeah. possible. Like he like talked it, to the he's, s- cra- he's legit crazy. <laughs>
0: He's a legit crazy person. That's when they <laughs> when had beat the, OU they,
1: twice. <laughs> they, they were sponsored by uh, Just just Ball. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And yeah, they had like the, the stick figure logo.
0: I think Les may have been being paid like Adidas is to college basketball. Why? <laughs> by- All on their hats. <laughs> Did he have like an investment in Just Ball? That we didn't <laughs> <No>. know about. <laughs> And I, I, one more on your list, Caleb Levy not hitting Blake Bell in 2012 yeah. is, you have the gif of it. It still doesn't even make sense. What What happened to him? Did he step on a banana peel? Why did he fall down?
1: It's It's unbelievable. I mean, there is no way that Blake Bell should have scored on that play. Let alone it's, get
0: the first down.
1: It's so interesting, Carson, to go back and watch some of these games because you think you remember what happened because it's just ingrained in your mind. And then you're like, oh, like one of the one I went back and watched uh a one, a better memory. And I thought that T.D. Bryant's catch on that final drive by Oklahoma State was on like fourth and 20 or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. It it was, it was on like third and four. And they, and they had the ball at midfield and, um, oh, wow yeah, I didn't realize that. And then they scored on the next play. They went 50 yards in two plays and, and that was it. And so it's just easy, Bryant It's fun to go back and and, uh, kind of recall some of these games and, and moments that you think you remember, but it, then you get in into them and you're like, Oh, that's actually what happened.
0: Kind of how I thought Zach got stuffed on the goal line in 07, and they actually <laughs> lost like 49 to
1: 17, <laughs> kind of like that. <laughs> uh, let's do. Okay, we're gonna call our dads. You want to do a just uni preview real quick so that we don't forget it at the end. Yes. Let's get, let's get to this week's uniform preview. Brought to you by Chris's University Spirit, your one-stop Cowboy shop on Campus Corner, and be sure to shop online at ChrisUniversitySpirit dot Carson. Uh, The floor is yours for a Bedlam uniform preview. Well, I've thought long and
0: hard about this. I wanted to go with the 2014 combo that resurrected their season, the the infamous combo from 2011 Iowa State, the black, white, orange. But this year has been such a disappointment. I think they don't wear it. I think it just kind of falls in line with that. I think they go with kind of what the players want to wear, and I think that's all white with the icy white Pete helmet. It's mm. one of their favorite road looks. It's probably the player's favorite road look. So I think that's what they go with.
1: <sighs> that's that's uh, that's a version of what I was going to pick. Um, I'm going to go with this. P- You've got a lead on me. You can pick whatever you want. No. Well, you always go first. It's unfair to, to just pick the same stuff. Um, I'm going to go... The white helmet with the, the the white helmet that they wore at Kansas, like the the icy w- white, but the um, not the Pete, the brand. Oh yeah, I like that. And then white top, obviously, and then and then black pants. So I'll go white, white, black.
0: Ooh, that would be a new one, wouldn't it? Uh, we haven't seen them wear that in a while. Yeah, maybe so. Since
1: I don't even remember when they wore that, it's been I a while. I think that'd be solid. And I and I I wanted to go all white with the with that helmet, but then I remembered that they wore it at Kansas and I don't think they're going to go I don't think they're going uh what they wore against OU and Kansas the same. So, I'll I'll go white white black with the icy white brand.
0: As I'm still staring at the Blake Bell scoring gif. Oh, she was wearing all white in that game too. I need to close this this tab. <laughs> Blake Bell's just Blake Bell was like a superhero
1: in bedlam two straight yeah. years yeah okay uh it's we are going maddening we're gonna call our dads we haven't checked in on them they they might they might be in a bad way i don't know uh but it's time for the coupe works guests of the week coupe works bring great tasting craft beer in oklahoma city try the flagship f5 ipa the bold dnr belgian strong ale or the refreshing horny toad blonde for your next watch party, tailgater, get together with friends, enjoy a cold coupe aid and please remember to drink responsibly. Carson, uh, your dad, I believe, is up first.
0: Yes, this has become a uh, a bedlam tradition for us. It's you know, you and I have have broken down OSU football frontways, backwards, sideways, every way we can imagine. But it's always fun to get uh, our dads on because they've seen many, many bedlams. Most of them have not ended well, but uh, it's always fun to get their perspective.
1: Yep, we're going to call him right now.
0: My dad is named Mike Cunningham, by the way, which is going to be weird having a, a Mike Cunningham on the Oshi basketball squad.
1: <laughs> is this Mike Cunningham point guard for Oklahoma State basketball? you
2: dang right. You got it. <laughs> what, what do you want to know?
0: <laughs> well, How- we want to know, Dad, if you're, uh, if you're looking forward to Bedlam at all
1: this year.
2: Uh, not very much, no.
1: <laughs> you sound like uh, you sound like mm-hmm. Mike Gundy from 2014. I went back and watched that press conference, his pre-bedlam press oh, conference. Weird. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, no, we're we're yeah, we're preparing for OU. We're getting we're getting ready this week. We've got a tough <laughs> game against it. It's like, come on, Mike, lighten up. It's bedlam. Come on, um, Dad, lighten up.
0: It's bedlam.
1: Yeah, what what? Well,
2: uh, it, is, it, it is bedlam, but I just you know I just can't get real enthused. I don't think there... uh, I don't think we have much of a chance. I thought we did when this, the year started, but I've been very disappointed. What have you been?
1: Um, what have you been most disappointed in so far this year?
3: Uh, our quarterback, uh,
1: like like father, like son.
2: <laughs> well, I don't I don't have a problem with him starting him to begin the year. Uh, but I, I just don't think he's going to take us to the promised land. And I think we got guys on the bench that are better, even though I've never seen them. I mean, they're under lock and key to where uh, (laughs) they never get to play. Uh, you know, we've seen corn dog and we've seen wood That's it. That's all we've seen this entire season. And I think we got better players that aren't playing. That disappoints me. I don't. I'm not saying Gundy's given up on the season, but I just I think he made a decision that he was gonna red trip Sanders come hell or high water and that's what he's done. Now I don't I don't understand what he's doing with Drew Brown at all. But he doesn't tell me, so what do I know?
0: <laughs> Question I have for you, Dad, is you have an itchy trigger finger on the on the remote. When OSU's not playing well you just you say to hell with him and change the channel and come back later. Are you gonna be how itchy is your trigger finger gonna be on, on Saturday watching Bedlam?
2: Well, I've outgrown Dan Carson. Uh
0: <laughs> You have?
2: I I watched the whole thing, good or bad. Uh I I You don't I do that for the too. Thunder. <laughs> well, I wasn't so much I just didn't like watching them play defense. I loved watching our offense. So I, I would watch until we punted or scored and then uh I might flip over and watch something <laughs> else. But uh Anymore, I just watch the whole thing. Uh, I don't mind watching, you know, the defense play poorly because we've done that for a number of years.
1: <laughs> I have, uh, I have never been to a game in Norman, and I'm curious. So I'll be there for the first time this weekend. What should I expect from uh, that crowd, that environment, that atmosphere?
3: Well, are you going to wear orange?
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> Wise choice. <laughs>
2: uh, I have been to maybe three games in my lifetime in Norman. I was actually at the, uh, the Terry Miller 1976 game. It's the first time I'd ever been to a game in Norman. My, my boss, where I worked at the time, was a season ticket holder. And he took my wife and I down there, and uh, he never invited us again. Because <laughs> <laughs> that but, was like, what, uh, the only time
0: they had beaten OU? Yeah.
2: Well, they beat him a couple times in the 60s, and then they beat him in 76, and then they didn't win again for like 20 years.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was the, the, ni- few- the 95 game was the next win after that.
2: Yeah, it, it was a long time, but. Uh, the other, the other two times, it's the only Bedlam game I've been to down there. The other two times, I, a, a friend took me down there and I, I, I watched him uh, watched play North Carolina when Lawrence Taylor played at North Carolina. And I watched them play Stanford when John Nelway uh, came to town with Stanford. But I think that's the only wow. time I've ever been down there, three times.
0: So three times, okay. one was an OSU win, two, you saw two of the greatest football players in the history of the sport. Not Not a bad trio there.
2: No, not bad. None at all. Uh, but to get back to the question, it's uh, it's a it's a great place to watch football games. I, mean, I have to give the fans credit. They're really good fans. fans. Uh, and they didn't give us any crap, I mean, even though they lost. Uh, you know, of course, we were with a couple of other couples that were OU people, so, you know, what are they going to do? But, uh, it, you know, it's fine. You'll have fun. I mean, you know, it's when... Of course, this was back in the wishbone days, but, you know, when uh, Greg used to head around in and it became apparent he was going to go about 80 yards for a touchdown, I mean, the roar just is humongous. It's, that's what stunned me the most the first time I was down there was how loud the crowd gets when, you know, if the game gets tight, uh, it could get really, really loud. If the game gets out of hand, uh, the students will be leaving at halftime to go tailgate.
0: <laughs> well, before we had you on <laughs> Before we had you on, we were going over kind of our you know, Kyle wrote a post on his on his blog about you know the biggest what ifs in bedlam history. What are some of the biggest what ifs in bedlam history in, in your mind? What, what what comes to mind when I ask you like if this hadn't happened, you know, w- what would have happened? What's your well, biggest what well
2: I mean uh that's easy. I mean the biggest what if is Garrett Lindbergh. What if he had just kept his damn mouth shut? Uh <laughs> We would have. I think we would have won that game. Uh, there was another time in Stillwater.
1: Was that that was Nineteen eighty-eight.
2: I, I, I Eighty-eight yeah. was when uh, Barry Sanders was there, and, and Garrett Limbrick got the penalty that pretty much cost us the chance to win the game. But uh, yeah, there was another time when um, it was in Stillwater, and I think Jamal Holloway was the quarterback. And we were ahead, and OU was driving, and it was fourth and two. And he fumbles the snap and picks it up and runs for three yards. I mean, luckiest, (laughs) you know. uh, And they go ahead and score, and they win the game. And I don't remember what year that was, but uh, that was a what if. The the onside kick off of Chris Rocker's helmet, that was a (laughs) pretty big what if. Uh, I don't know. That's probably the biggest three I can think of off the top of my head, and those are all pretty old. You guys probably don't remember those.
1: I was going to say, I love that Carson and I have like 10 from se- 2017, 2013, and all of yours are from like the 1970s and 80s. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you know, after after twenty thirty bedlam losses, you get a little bit jaded about stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I speak- remember. I remember uh, the Limbrick play. My dad's brought that up since forever, Kyle. Do you, do you remember that play at all, Kyle? I was going to explain it to you for the listeners I, as well.
1: I, I was reading about it today. Wasn't it like fourth and really short, and they got a penalty, well, and then it
2: it was the Go play ahead, right before you saw the it. Brett Parker drop. Yeah. we had like third and two, two or three or something, and Barry Sanders goes around left end. And they tackle him out of bounds over on the south side line, a yard short. It was going to be fourth and one. And Limbert gets up, mouthing off and pushing some whoever tackled him. And they throw a flag. And instead of having fourth and one at about the 20, we got fourth and 16 at like the 35 or 36. And that's when <laughs> Gundy threw the pass to Brent Parker in the end zone. And he dropped it.
0: Yeah. You like your chances with Barry Sanders at fourth and one.
2: uh, You give me fourth and one with Barry Sanders, and I like my chances a lot. And we were driving. I mean, there was a minute or two left. We were going in to win the game. Uh, To me, that's, that's that's the biggest quad F of Bedlam history, in my opinion.
0: That's number one for Brent Parker, too, I'm sure.
2: Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the same game. The, the Garrett Lindbergh and then Brett Parker drops the pass. And, uh, yeah, those are two pretty big what-ifs just back-to-back, same game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Speaking of uh, bedlam, bedlam losses, Mike Gundy's had a lot of them uh, over the course of his life. Uh, I'm curious just about your perception of him, the job that he's done this year, and, and just kind of the trajectory that he's mm-hmm. taking the program in.
2: I think, well, obviously, Mike Gundy is the best coach we've ever had, uh, or at least most successful coach. Now, maybe, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if he's better than Wes Miles. Wes Miles didn't hang around enough to truly find out, but I'm not anti-Gundy. I'm not on the fire Mike Gundy train at all. Uh, I don't know who we would get that would be any better. Uh, I mean, it's pretty obvious to me that Oklahoma State is a, is a, university where we do better with coaches who went to school there and, and bleed orange. Uh, you this year I'm going to give him maybe a C plus. I just, uh, B minus. It's kind of hard to say. I mean, he's, he doesn't say enough to really know, you know, what he's thinking. He doesn't want, you know, he just, he tries to be funny and joke around in his press conferences. Uh, He's got a new defensive coordinator. I can't say that's been a huge success, but I can't say they're any worse this year than they were last year. So, you know, it's just one of those years. Things didn't work out. I mean we we've been winning close games for five, six, seven years, and this year we're losing them. And then a couple year, couple games, we just flat laid a big old egg. I mean, Kansas State. I don't know what happened at Manhattan. That should never have happened yeah exactly. uh, but I'm not <clears throat> I'm not smart enough football wise to know if he's getting out coached every week or you know stuff like that. I just watch the game and I look at our record and we're five and four. We probably should be you know seven and two, so I can't say that he's gets an a or a b but I don't think he's terrible uh,
0: but I do. what do you what go ahead. sorry go ahead Dad. well, I was gonna ask you, I'm... you know you're not a big fan you're not a big fan of some of the uh the uniforms OSU wears, what uh, <laughs> what uniform would you like to see on, on Saturday? Or what, what uniform would you not like to see, and then which one would you like to see?
1: My favorite segment well, of the year. Well, you know how I
2: <laughs> feel about the weirdo helmet, so they better not show up wearing that <laughs> thing. Uh, you know, I really like the, uh, the homecoming unis, the throwbacks, but I honestly like the new brand better than the old brand. Uh, The new brand is just really good. I like it. Uh, It's better than that old Barry Sanders brand, but uh, I imagine they'll just show up in all white, and uh, I hope they have the brand or the badge. Uh, They might wear, of course, they never wear orange helmets anymore. They used to wear orange helmets, so I like orange helmets, but they seem to be hung up in black or white. I don't think they'll do it. They might wear orange pants or something, black pants. I don't know.
0: I, me I and Kyle really both care. picked all I, white. I'm sorry. No, I, I picked black I pants. Me. Oh, you did? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I picked all white. Kyle picked white, white, black. So you're you're on the right path there.
2: White, white, black. White, white, orange. I think is or or white, white, white. You know, I think trying to, do, I you know, I don't really care. I, I'm not a big fan <laughs> of the gray. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I hate that one helmet. I wish I'd just deep six that one helmet, but that's not a, you know, I'm good.
1: <laughs> okay, we gotta we gotta call my dad and and get his uh, laments on the year as well. But before we get you out of here, what's your prediction for Saturday? Uh, winning winning team and score.
2: Oh man, uh, I was just talking about that at lunch with a couple friends of mine. But uh, I don't think we can stop them. And you know, I, I'm afraid it's it's going to get ugly. I, I don't want to say 60 to to 20, but it's going to be oh. about 60 to 20. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will go uh, 52 to 24.
1: Oh,
0: I know that, it's depressing, be, isn't it?
1: That would be <laughs> that'd be brutal. It'd be painful.
0: I don't think he's far off, personally.
1: Yeah. I don't.
0: I, not... I don't see how we're going to stop
2: them. Uh, I don't know. I, th- I think we can move the ball. I think we can score. You know, two, three touchdowns, a field goal. But I just don't think we can hang with them. I don't think we can stay with them. And you know, they may not punt. I don't know. Uh,
0: <laughs>
2: hopefully, they do. They might not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we just, you know, if we go down there and get flagged fifteen times, we're really going to get killed. So I just don't—I you know, don't have high hopes. Uh you know, they're still my team. I'm not giving up on them, but I just don't have high hopes.
1: Yeah,
0: it's fair. Well, ho- totally Hopefully, fair. hopefully they don't wear the goofy helmet, Dad. Thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for coming on with us. And hey, uh, <laughs> well, I'll, you knew, I'll you knew, see you this weekend.
2: You knew that was coming, Carson. if you ask about uniforms, I, you know, you know that's coming.
1: You text wanna, me every
0: time they wear it, so I
1: know. I want to <laughs> wish you luck uh, running Mike Boynton's offense this year. I hope that goes well.
0: Well, I tell
2: you, uh, I think it's going to be fun to watch him. I'm not sure how good they're going to be, but it's going to be fun to watch. But, man, he's got some studs coming in, so basketball should be good.
1: Yeah, fired yep. up. Yep.
0: yep. All right, Dad, thanks a lot. Okay, talk we'll to talk to you you guys, you. you guys call anytime. time. <laughs>
1: okay, talk to you later. See ya. Okay, uh, one dad down, one to go. We're gonna call my dad now. Um, that was about what I expected from your dad. A yeah. Little, little, little down. He, little
0: down, but reasonable.
1: Doesn't like the new newfangled totally,
0: gear. He's not uh, demanding everyone be fired. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna call. We're
1: gonna call my dad. I haven't talked to my dad about Oklahoma State football in weeks and maybe months so i have no idea what he's about oh man he's gonna come in hot let's call him dad yeah how we doing
3: all right
1: oh good are you uh what are you what are you doing
3: Um, i was just uh packing
1: oh are you leaving (laughs) fleeing the scene (laughs) before this weekend
3: no, I mean, packing boxes, packing the
1: house. Uh, Carson is also here. Oh. Hello, Mr. Porter.
3: How
0: you doing? Oh, we're, we're trying to talk about Bedlam. We're trying to not, not get too down on uh, the game, but uh, we wanted to get your thoughts on it as well.
3: Well, uh, <clears throat> where do I start? <laughs> start.
1: start. <laughs> Start here. Start Knock with uh, start with Kyler Murray. I want to I want to hear your thoughts on Kyler Murray and Oklahoma State's chances to stop him.
3: I I don't I don't see us stopping him.
1: We're, I mean, we've traditionally
3: not been good against running quarterbacks, and that guy is so fast. I, I don't I don't see us stopping him. At all. Maybe if he gets
1: hurt. <laughs> so far, both you and Carson's dad don't think that OU is going to punt on Saturday.
3: <laughs> well, I, you know. Yeah, it's. I mean, we'll get a stop or two, but how many possessions are they going to have? You know, I don't know what they average a game. Probably what ten to fifteen possessions.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think I think they're in the tw- yeah twelve or thirteen range probably.
3: Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I I. I, it depends really on how we try to approach the game. Um, I think. I mean, if we if Dendy puts in the west on this week, I think we're in good shape. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think that'll happen. So, but I think he will try to run it, use the clock, short passes. Um, I don't, I don't know if that's the way you beat them or not, but, I mean, that, that, that's one way to approach
0: it. Or yeah, you, don't I you mean, want to see? Go ahead. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you next was just, don't you want to see just some aggressiveness in this game? I know they kind of went after it last year with Mason Rudolph, but in years past, when they've gone to Norman, they just seem to kind of try to – just run their offense, not take any chances. Wouldn't you like to see some uh, aggressiveness and play with nothing to lose, really? Because they really don't.
3: Yeah, that, that would be fine. I, I, I just don't think uh, you can outscore them doing that, even if we're successful at it. Um, I mean, it, 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 there's a lot of things I think will have to happen to win. It's, it's you know, we're going to have to get some breaks, get some turnovers. And play really well because um, I just don't think you're going to hold them to less than 40 and I don't how many times have we been over 40 this year not that, not as many as years past
1: yeah it would be I was just thinking about this it would be funny if in a year where Oklahoma State lost to Kansas State Baylor and Texas Tech that they beat Texas and OU
3: <laughs> That's
1: about right. I, I don't know if "funny" is the right word. I haven't gotten your dad. We haven't talked about uh, Oklahoma State football in a while. I haven't gotten your uh, your QB take. What's your What's your take on the quarterback situation?
3: Oh, I'm I'm fine with quarterback.
1: You sound like I'm, Gundy. Corn's fine. He's fine. Yeah, he's he's yeah. fine. He's good. I, I mean, the the most
3: disappointing thing of the season for me is. And I and I don't know why, but the offensive line to me, I mean the defense is a defense. You know, nobody's got a good defense in the Big Twelve, and I don't think anybody ever will. Um, I would like to see them be a little better, but I mean the kids that are coming into the Big Twelve just aren't good defensive players. And I I would almost bet you that half of the Defensive backs in the Big 12 came in as receivers, thinking they were going to lead the nation at receiving. (laughs) But, you know, the offensive line is just a puzzle to me. You know, granted, we lose two, you know, semi pro players off the line, but you got three returning guys and you know what? What is the deal there? And I look at OU's line, man. If I, I, I just think about corn dog with with OU's offensive line. How many points would we score?
1: Uh, I I never think about corn dog with a, with OU's offensive line. You think he's <laughs> good?
3: I think he's he's our best shot.
1: Hmm. I don't know. He's 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 had like one r- really good game, and then what's what's his second best game? Well, has,
3: has he been the reason we've lost
1: four games? Uh, yeah. I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I I actually am more down on the defense than you are. They've been bad. I mean, yes, it's true that Big Twelve defenses are not good, um, but they've been statistically a lot worse than they were with Glenn Spencer. I mean, they just, just, if you look at the numbers, they're just, they weren't good under Spencer, but they've been pretty lousy this year. And so I think if, if you get, I mean, just get like a couple of stops at different points in the year, you know, you get a stop against Iowa state, maybe you beat them, you get a stop against Baylor. All of a sudden you're seven and two instead of five and four. And I think that the, the margins are so thin that even like a 15%, 20% regression at quarterback and defense results in uh, the season that you've had instead of going, you know, nine and
3: three. Yeah, and, and I agree. I mean, the defense – I just think I, – I think the defenses are, are – uh, we've never... When's the last good defense we've had? I mean, really good. I, I mean, I can't even think of one. Th- uh, Thirteen. Well,
1: Thirteen was all-time.
3: Well, okay. And and they probably gave up how many points a game? <laughs> I, You know, to me, it's... I think everybody's M.O. in the, in the Big 12 is to outscore your opponent <laughs> or out the offense is going to outscore the other offense and we, Oklahoma, we, we
0: which, leads, which, which leads which leads me back to corn dog <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oklahoma
1: State's defense in 13 uh was fifth in the country in points per drive given up it's pretty good
3: You know, so,
1: number one in in uh, in points per drive, uh, short drives. Uh,
3: Oklahoma State. There's a tie between
1: OU and OSU. On 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 short drives.
3: Yeah, sixty yards or less.
1: Oh, offensively. Yeah, I see hmm. that. Now. I
3: don't, you don't want to see the defense in that first.
0: I did want to get I mean, your, uh, you know, Kyle wrote about what ifs this week. We, you know, we talked to my dad about his biggest bedlam what ifs. What what comes to your mind uh, when that's brought up?
3: Now, the first one that comes to mind is, is Justin Gilbert. He intercepts mm-hmm. that pass.
1: Yeah. I mean I
3: mean, I mean go back to the and, and that was more realistic than this one, which would be the the bomb to um uh, Prentice Elliot.
1: Oh, I forgot about that one. That's a great one.
3: That would have been a miracle.
1: <laughs> that was what, <laughs> oh that was oh 04. Oh four. Oh four. Oh 05. No, it was
0: 0-4, the game that Rick's missed the field goal.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: That's like one of your favorite ones, Kyle. I can't believe you forgot that one. It was going know, over but... the. He looked over the wrong. He looked. He looked over the wrong shoulder, or he threw it over the wrong shoulder, and he couldn't quite locate it.
1: That's egregious. Uh, one of my biggest ones, Dad, was the Tyreek punt return in in '14. What if, what if Stoops doesn't repunt? And I think that obviously it doesn't really affect a big 12 title or anything like that because neither team was contending for it that year. Um,
3: but speaking of that, how do, how do people, the way you styled that was if Steve said and punt, how many people say if Tyreek did not run that all the way back, I just mm-hmm. think it's interesting that the way people look at that.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, no, he, well, he had already punted, true. and there was a flag, and he chose to repunt it again, I think is why but, but I'm just it gets brought the up. The way
3: people style that, well, guys, if, if Tyreek doesn't run that back, oh, you would have won. Well, guys, if Steve said to uh, kick that, oh, you would have won. Why do people say <laughs> one or the other?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Is, is it I is... think
3: fans? Well, if Tyreek doesn't run that back, well, we win that game.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: But but OSU people say, well, it's didn't punt.
1: My biggest I, what I, if is uh, what if Mike Yurcich knew how to use the best player in the NFL at the college level.
3: Yeah, I mean, looking back on that, that was that was not good. But, um, <laughs> that uh, yeah, that was not good. I, I I just think he didn't know what to do with it. How to utilize he just I don't know they just didn't know what to he was so little he kind of thought well gosh is he really a receiver what is he I mean we put him on punt returns do we
1: yeah and I think he's I think he's sort of learned his lesson with that and I think they're utilizing chuba better most of the time. Than they did with Tyreek um, And Chuba's a little bigger And I don't know he's a little different But they have similar speed I guess
3: Does it look like he's not even running
1: Yeah it's Vince Young like <laughs> I
3: mean it just looks like He's just Floating <laughs> I, I don't know it looks like he's not even running I'm, And he's fast But it looks like he's hardly running
1: Who's been your favorite player this year That, that maybe was unexpected Or you didn't you didn't know a lot about who? Who do you? In- I know you love Dylan Stoner, but who else have you enjoyed watching this year? I like
3: Mountain Mayrod.
1: Mayrod. Does anyone M- call him M- Rod? that? <laughs>
3: do I?
1: Does anybody call him that? I do. <laughs> <laughs> who else? Anybody else?
3: Uh, probably surprise player. Um, gosh, I don't know. You know, Tylen Wallace is really good. I mean, I, I knew he was, he was going to be a decent player, but man, he's really good. That'd be probably my biggest surprise. Um, my biggest disappointment would probably be AJ Green. Mm. I mean, and I don't. You know, I feel like. You know, I'm not going to say ever play because it's not ever play, but I feel like he's got pretty good position most of the time. and balls are being caught on it, and you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, in that right? Like, he also gets a lot of penalties. <laughs> yeah, I mean the last game. Come on, guys, you got to start setting people.
0: Well, what's think, your uh, we... prediction on? Go ahead, Carson? gonna get his prediction on. The... I was gonna get your prediction on the game Saturday. How are you feeling about it? And what's your uh, what's your score?
3: I, I don't give us. A... I, I just think that a lot of things have to go right. And a lot of things had to go wrong for them. I mean, they're gonna throw up forty in their sleep. Uh depending on what Gundy does to try to slow that down and he starts running the ball a lot. I get I say forty three twenty eight. Forty
1: three. That's an interesting yeah. number. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how you would get to 43. Uh, well, go for two safety in there, maybe. <laughs> yeah, safety, two field goals. I I don't know. Well, you, got, you can
3: miss an extra point. You'd go for two, depending on what the situation
1: on. What's your uh, so Carson? I'll be in Norman on Saturday. What is your uh, watch situation? We'll get you out of here on this. What's your what's your setup for watching the game on Saturday?
3: Uh, Well, I'll be in the den watching it, trying to trying to keep mom out of the out of the room because she'll be yelling about the officials. (laughs) (laughs) She Uh, ain't watching another room anyway, so
1: yeah. Who's her favorite player?
3: Uh, she re- I think she really likes. Um, uh, well, she, she really likes Cornelius. Cornelius. Is that his name? <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh,
0: sounds like Gundy.
3: I mean, I think she feels bad for him <laughs> because he, she was afraid he was gonna get booed at the Texas game. And uh she didn't think that was right. Which I don't either, but um no, probably Hill. She likes Justice Hill.
1: Yeah. It's a it's a good one to like. Hopefully he plays like he did last year. Um, okay, Dad. We'll talk soon. Thanks for doing this, as always. I know it's uh Okay. I know it's sometimes no painful to, to relive old Bedlam memories, but, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. But
3: that, that's just it. I mean, a lot of them I can't remember. <laughs> or, or maybe I'm blocking them out. I don't
1: know. <laughs> okay, thanks for coming on. We'll talk to you soon. All
3: right. Go folks.
1: Bye. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Okay, Carson, let's hear one more time from our sponsor, Chris's University Spirit. And then we'll come back and wrap things up uh, after talking to our dads. Chris's University Spirit on Campus Corner in Stillwater, Oklahoma, is proud to be your one-stop cowboy shop since 1986 and proud sponsor of this podcast, Pistols Firing. They specialize in custom-printed Oklahoma State apparel and merchandise and pride themselves on their excellent customer service. They also offer a full line of custom Greek apparel and can even outfit your Little League team head-to-toe. They're located at the corner of 3rd and Knobloch on Historic Campus Corner. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Shop stilly. Shop Chris's University Spirit. Okay, Carson. Um, anything that they said uh, that surprised you or stood out?
0: Well, the, uh, the thing that struck me most was When we get older, I think we're going to pause a lot longer between our (laughs) our words. I don't think you could tell. I don't think you could tell when my dad was done talking, and I certainly couldn't tell when your dad was done talking. (laughs) That's my biggest takeaway. But they at least, uh, I think they're a little more level-headed than we are. They're not as deep into this as you and I are.
1: Yeah. No, it's totally true that it's uh, – they operate on, a. I think, a different uh, maybe – energy level or or different words per minute level than us millennials are we millennials are we too old for mul- being millennials?
0: Uh, i think we i think we qualify but i don't i don't associate with that <laughs> but uh isn't isn't your dad retired my dad's retired i think it's
1: just a way of retired life you're, you're in no hurry yeah you just things slow down life slows down yeah. it's good it's yeah, probably nothing healthy wrong,
0: nothing wrong with that nothing yeah. wrong with
1: that at all it's great they um yeah, I think that they are – yeah, they're realistic. They are um, – I don't know. I, nothing really uh, – I, I I am more down on Oklahoma State's defense than my dad is. I, I feel like he just sort of puts all the defenses in the same category, and it's like, well, there's different levels of bad, you know, and I think we're seeing – Oklahoma State's been worse this year than they were under Glenn Spencer. I mean, it's just the reality. And um, I, I don't – yeah, I don't know. Well, how about you this did, number that our- – What's that? No, go ahead.
0: Well, this number that our friend of the show Caden McFarland tweeted out just jumps off the page. D F E I is that defensive efficiency? Yes. D F E I. Okay. They are 105th in the country this year. They were 64th yeah. a year ago, 47th, 56th, 84 in 2013, 27 in 12. Three and 11 so according to efficiency 11 was actually their best defense interesting uh, Then night they were 19th in 2010 that doesn't seem right they were oh they were 19th in 09 as well that doesn't seem right bill you Young.
1: No, that that 09 defense was good because that was the just ineptitude on offense after after uh des got suspended
0: yep and they're no, right they had, that was one of their and, better
1: ones yeah they had to be pretty good on uh defensively yeah, is, that why
0: Gundy, is that why Gundy thinks Ori Lemon is Mike Singletary? <laughs> that 0-9 did you, defense?
1: Did you hear him talk about Pettigrew this week?
0: I didn't hear it, but you, you texted it to me. <laughs> he I
1: didn't he, hear lit- it. he literally said, Brandon Pettigrew started this program.
0: <laughs> it's his he, favorite, he, man. Everyone has their favorite. He literally favorites. said that.
1: He was talking about the way he like policed the program and policed other players and... It was it was hilarious. It's just I think Bill Haston actually asked him the question. It was just on on brand for Mike Gundy. Um
0: Well, and Haston said is the best player in the Gundy era. So they're they were both just gleaming at that point, I'm sure. <laughs> what would okay. what would Gundy's Mount Rushmore be, real quick? Pettigrew, Hunter, Ori Lemon, and
1: Dez? Or who would be uh, the fourth? I don't know. Some, somebody somebody not not any of the maybe rudolph he talked yeah he, rudolph he, right up there rudolph like strangely wasn't a threat to his like own personal qb throne even though he was but i don't feel like gundy ever <laughs> saw him like that no you're and, right um, yeah I'd, I'd say rudolph but uh okay we got a few do you want to go through twitter questions real quick yeah real quick okay real quick uh, uh, we got a few. Goose Dustin Ragusa, who writes for us, wants to know: With the addition of Des Bryant, how many sp- <laughs> how many points did the Saints win the Super Bowl by? Eighty-eight. <laughs> I will say a Saints-Chiefs Super Bowl is uh, very compelling.
0: Well, I don't really have an NFL team, but I will be rooting for the Saints from here on out. How how cool would that be if Des went and got a ring? That would be just amazing. Oh yeah,
1: that'd be phenomenal. All the,
0: all the heat. All the heat he's taken this year—that'd be everyone saying he's washed. That would be
1: terrific. Um, Jeremy Feltz wants to know why did Drew Brown come to Oklahoma State? <laughs> it's a question I mean, I've been asking all year long. We we talk we talk about this every week, and I know people. I know it's old. I know people are. It's like it's like our version of the James Harden trade, honestly. But like, <laughs> it's a it's a. I got an email the other day from somebody whose name I will. Uh, not disclosed for his own sake, but he said, "If Gundy doesn't get San- doesn't get Spencer Sanders snaps this year, that is, I think he said a fireable offense, which is probably taking it a little far. But it's like wh- what are what's the what is your and Gundy even talked about short term versus long term plans on Monday, and it's like what is the what's the plan here? You know, what are you trying to do?
0: I have no idea. I mean, I still would like to know." I can't wait till Drew Brown's available to the media because he's not mm. been, because he's a first-year player. Just to let him give us a reason why he came to OSU. Maybe he knew this was the plan all along and was cool with it. I doubt that. Um, does anyone believe he's starting over Spencer Sanders next year? I don't. That's um, just I have a lot of questions.
1: Yeah. Uh, Adam Want, front of, the, front of the pod, has his own great pod that everybody should listen to. Would you rather have a Bedlam win on Saturday or Sweet 16 appearance in basketball?
0: Oh, sweet sixteen. Cut down the nets. (laughs) I'm here for Boynton with the net around his neck. That's what I want.
1: I don't even know what that would look like to have to to make it to the sweet sixteen with that. I mean, is is Dizzy gonna average like twenty eight a game?
0: Well, no, I think Michael Weathers might, who just got reinstated. Mm. That helps their cause quite a bit.
1: Did you agree with that? Did you think he should have been reinstated?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, once it got knocked down to a misdemeanor, I think that was always what was going to happen. I was kind of surprised he got charged with a felony for that. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to downplay what he did. It was stupid and idiotic and he deserved to get arrested for it. But just I don't know the it seemed like it always kind of seemed like they would get that reduced and he would rejoin the team. Right. I mean, I didn't I didn't think he was going to get the boot.
1: I'm fine with it. People have been like, "Oh, this is this is goes against our vow," and it's like, eh, okay, like let's let's look at like what actually happened. Are there some situations in which players should be booted and move on? Yeah, sure, but it doesn't. It just doesn't feel like this is a situation where it's like, oh, well, they're keeping him because he's good. Maybe it is, but it doesn't seem that way. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, okay, real quick. John Jester says, is there any outcome to the rest of the football season that would have you consider it to be a successful season? That's a good question.
0: Oh, I think making a bowl game, keeping the bowl streak would be, I mean, not a success. Um, I, think, I The answer to that's no. It's a very unsuccessful season. One of the more disappointing teams in the Big 12, if not the country. But I think they really have to, Like, I, I really do agree with the person who emailed you. Like, It, it would be... Just horrible, horrible management of your program to not play Spencer Sanders down the stretch, like at all. I'm not demanding he start Bedlam, but, I mean, you have to play the guy and get him get him some snaps. Because, like, I thought you, we had a great comment on your blog this week. Like, can't you see if Gundy just plays Cornelius the rest of the way? Like, next season, OSU's, like, 3-3, three and, three and and Gundy's bemoaning the fact that Sanders just doesn't have enough game reps, Doesn't didn't get enough reps in practice whereas he could have been doing that all this year, the last four games. Doesn't that seem like it was going to happen?
1: Yeah, that was, it was a great comment. Uh, here's my question real quick is what if what if the redshirt rule had existed and Mason Rudolph got an extra year and this was his senior year and this is how this – what if they were – my question is what if they were five and four under Rudolph? Would you still be asking for Sanders to start, let's say, the last two games and a bowl game if they make it?
0: um that's a good question i would say no because rudolph had played you know three straight years four straight years and is one of the better quarterbacks you've ever had it kind of goes back to the the zach reasoning whenever you know zach was playing with one arm and not his throwing arm uh and they wouldn't put in whedon just the loyalty factor um I'd probably still play Rudolph. Cause it, I mean, let's not, let's not begin
1: to compare Mason Rudolph to Taylor Cornelius. No, 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 no. I'm just saying like, I, it, it does seem to matter like who the, like, I don't think you can look at the situation in a, in a vacuum and say, well, if you have a senior quarterback and the season is going nowhere, then you should always play the freshman star that's behind him just to get reps for the next year. Yeah. It's a good point. Um, so yeah, I think, I think, I think the context there matters. Uh, I think that's it for questions. Yep. I had one story to share before we go.
0: I, I probably should have told it at the beginning of the pod, but if anyone's still listening, they'll, they'll get a real treat here. Uh, Rashawn Woods works out at the same gym I do, and I saw him after the Texas game, and I was like, man, Tywin Wallace looking like you out there. And he just kind of turns and looks and goes, why don't they throw the ball to Tyron Johnson? <laughs> And I, I, you can imagine my reaction. I just was like, yes, I've been saying this for two years, Rashawn. Thank you. I agree. What,
1: what did he say after that?
0: He's like, man, I just I – just, he was just baffled by it. He was like, I don't understand. They're, they're totally totally misusing him. I was like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'm not crazy. And then he had a lot of disparaging things to say about the OSU
1: defense that I won't repeat. Hmm. Uh, Tyron has had two 100-yard games in his career. One against South Alabama and one <laughs> against, against OU. Maybe Count it's it Tyron season.
0: Bag, yeah. bag season on Saturday.
1: I'd love it. Uh, Carson, I will see you on Saturday. Do you have a pick for me before we go?
0: Yes, I'll make mine officially. I guess right here. Yeah, We don't have a pregame show. We have a postgame show. The game's on ABC. Stay tuned. We'll have a all the highlights and post-game reaction. Um, I will go... Whew, I'm going... Again, I, I think this sets up very much like the 9 game where he was playing Zach, injured, refused to put in Whedon. He's going to refuse to put in Sanders or Brown. And I think they just end up running the football to get out of there. And I think OU wins 52-24. to 24. So me and my dad are pretty. Is that what my dad predicted? I think it
1: is. <laughs> how about my no, dad? Let's picking, go. How about my dad? Let's go 43. Let's go, let's, let's go 62 to oh 24. How about that? Oh my gosh. Uh, we could put since, up 60. Since we're talking about the 07 game, I'm going to go 49 17. Okay. <laughs> that works. Yeah. Just a little, little mirror image of 07, which will be just. All kinds of fun. I am looking forward to my first game in Norman. I, I think, I mean, obviously you've been there a ton, but it seems like it's going to be a, a fun, good atmosphere. Um, Mid-November, uh, Big 12 title time for, for OU, uh, potentially. Yep. So um, yeah, it should be fun and on Saturday. I'm looking forward to
0: it. Yeah. And all, all joking aside with the scores or whatever. Um, I just, I want to see OSU just play to win. Like that's all I want to see. I don't, I don't care if it's close, I don't care if they win, just go out there and try to win the game. Don't don't go out there and try try not to lose, which is what's driven me absolutely insane watching Bedlam over the years. You can handle losing to a better team. You can't handle when you don't put your best foot forward. So that's that's all I really am looking forward to seeing.
1: Play to win the game. You play to win the game. Hold on, I got her, I got one more thing. Let her rip.
0: has to be controlled most of the time but let her rip
1: let her rip let's let's uh i hope we see that on saturday carson i will see you then and thanks again to our dads for coming on